Welcome to the Maven Nation. Maven Nation, your tactical podcast to getting more, 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 or less. With your host, Michael Andrew. Good morning, everyone. Michael the Maven here. Today, we're going to be talking about quality versus convenience. This is another chapter that was painfully removed from the efficiency playbook simply because I didn't feel it really fit into the tactics that I was giving. It's more of an observation in something I wanted my readers to be aware of, but it was something definitely I wanted to do a follow-up with. And the easiest example I can give you is because I'm a photographer, is in the photography world over the past few years, we have seen just this huge uprising of the smartphone. The smartphone has essentially killed off the point-and-shoot cameras that we used to buy, those little cameras that, you know, we'd put in our pockets or our purses, you know, maybe the size of a wallet, something like that. They've pretty much killed those off because we have, you know, cameras built into our smartphones and we don't need to carry these little uh, cameras around anymore. And so that market is, is essentially died. So the question then becomes, how is the quality of a smartphone photo. If you go and you ask a professional photographer or a Michael the Maven, what would he tell you? Okay, well, I will tell you right off the bat, the quality is nothing like a full-frame camera or even an APS-C, Micro Four Thirds, even, the, of course, the medium formats, all those. And it's because of the sensor size. There are physical limits of a small sensor. Now that's not to say that the small sensor hasn't improved. It definitely has improved in quality. But if you were to take that same technology and put it in a big sensor, the physical size of a large sensor plays a very important role in the creation of a digital image. So right off the bat, and something you've probably noticed, is that if you try to use your smartphone or a cell phone to take a picture in a very dark environment, it really struggles with something we call noise. This is the grain that you see where everything's kind of pixelated and muddy and it just doesn't look very good. And this is a physical limit of a small sensor. It it is not absorbing uh, as much light as something that a, a large full frame sensor would. So the physical surface area, it runs into problems with the interpolation of colors and noise reduction. So the more light that you have coming in to your sensor, the higher signal to noise ratio. And therefore, right off the bat, small sensors struggle in low light and they probably always will. So that's the first thing. The second thing is something that we refer to as bokeh. This is background blur in our images. Very small sensors have a much deeper depth of field. So if you have a large sensor, your relative depth of field for the same uh, type of lens in terms of the aperture, the focal length, are going to be, uh, it's going to be a lot more blurry. And this is something artistic that most photographers want in their portraits. And it's, it gives a very pleasing optical blur to the background. So what's happening now is companies like Apple are putting software into the smartphones to create this fake blur. Okay. So it's a digital blur to soften up the image. I don't think it looks very good. It will probably improve over time. And I do think that software wise, eventually it will be figured out. Okay. So I think that's something that's solvable. I don't think the low light thing is, is very solvable with a small sensor, not anytime soon, at least because of the limits of physics. 
But the software stuff, I think they're going to figure that out to make it look really pleasing. So the third thing we run into, or the third problem, is the lens issues. Okay, so there are certain defects in lenses, and there are certain problems with constructing very, very small lenses, such as the teeny ones that you see the size of a, a like a green pea or smaller. That is typically a wide-angle lens, anywhere from 22 to 30 millimeters in terms of the equivalent focal length. And that is not the focal length you want to use to take a portrait. What's happened, everybody is taking selfies. This is a sel- The selfie phenomenon wasn't even around, you know, seven, eight years ago. It, this is something that has become more and more popular. When I first heard of selfies, I thought it was kind of a narcissistic arrogant kind of thing. Hey, let's take a picture of ourselves. But now it's an accepted norm. It's very normal to see people taking pictures of themselves. So society has changed in that way for the sake of selfies. It's accepted. Now, photographically speaking, taking a selfie of yourself with a wide angle lens is probably one of the most unflattering focal lengths you can use because it stretches your face in ways that are not pleasing. Okay, so if you take a look at the forehead and watch how it's stretched and the chin is in the body are compressed, it almost becomes cartoonic. But because we're using smartphones so much, what's happened is our society has become conditioned into believing that smartphone selfies are high quality. A lot of this has happened on Instagram, because so everybody's taking pictures of themselves, posting on Instagram, whatnot. And so society is, I I believe, has become conditioned through social media, through the invention of the selfie, to believe that a really poor quality image is actually good. So if you talk to a portrait photographer or somebody who really knows what they're doing, uh, a lot of the top-end experts they're shooting at minimal 50 millimeter focal length, maybe 70. I like to shoot around 100 and up. So if I'm shooting a person 100 millimeters, it makes them look far more flattering. You can actually, it looks like they've lost 10, 20 pounds when you shoot somebody with a a 100 or 200 millimeter lens. I have a video on YouTube about lens perspectives. I'll put it in the description here if you are listening to the podcast and you can watch that video and you can see with your own eyes what happens when we take portraits of um, individuals with wide angle lenses. So something that we're starting to see now are smartphone companies, they're starting to put multiple lenses in the device. So you'll have a wide angle lens, maybe like a 30 or 25 millimeter, and then you're going to have like a normal lens, like a 50 millimeter. 50 millimeter is far more flattering than a 30 millimeter. And because they are aware of the limits of a wide angle lens in a smartphone is the perspective gets messed up. Okay. So it's, you're kind of limited. And there are some other problems with very small lenses. It depends on the manufacturer, but there's things like chromatic aberration. It's probably also cleaned up by software, uh, lens distortion. It's a warping of the image. When you shoot very, very wide, it's probably also cleaned up with software. And then you run into things like sharpness, you know, another thing that can be fixed with software. So what happens is if you have all these software fixes, we're not looking at the optical quality of an image anymore. We're looking at something that's been processed. And it's something that I thought was very interesting was, I think it was like maybe two years ago, was Reuters 
the news agency uh, said they are no longer accepting raw files from photojournalists. I thought that was fascinating. But the reason why they, they decided to do that, my understanding, is because raw files are too flexible in post-processing. It wouldn't be the original image as it was captured. So they're asking for JPEGs. I thought that was really insightful because they are aware of what is happening with software processing onto digital images. Okay, so this is what's happening in society right now is the uh, visual arts in terms of social media, especially, uh, it's degrading. Okay, I, I believe it's gotten worse already. I, I think there are some things that we can do, but we, we, if you look at the very high-end artists, all of them are shooting you know, if they're shooting film, they're shoot, shooting on Super 35, which is about an APS-C-sized sensor. Uh, the the top world-class portrait photographers, they're shooting on full frame. Some of them are shooting on uh, medium formats. You know, the very, very high-end uh, magazine photographers, they're shooting on Hasselblads. You know, we're talking about a $50,000 digital camera. There's a reason for that. If you go to a sporting event, by far, the vast majority of them are shooting on full frame. So when you look at what the professionals are doing versus the individual everyday person, there is still a very distinct advantage in terms of quality to the professional who is aware of the gear that he's using. Now, why in the world would I go through that whole description to outline something called quality versus convenience? And the truth of the matter is, all of those photographers who use those high-end cameras, pretty much all of them have a smartphone and they also use their smartphone for convenient images. And there's a time and place to use it for convenience. For example, when I go onto a disaster aid trip, now I bring my iPhone. I don't bring a big camera anymore simply because it's too heavy, the extra batteries, the lenses, that's space and weight I could dedicate to gear. So yeah, I bring an iPhone in a way to keep it charged. I might have solar panels that I can recharge a battery pack, but it's very light. It's very convenient. It's a tremendous tool, uh, both for stills, GPS positioning, uh, video recording. You know, I do my emails on it, obviously, and it is extremely convenient. So I think the point that I'm trying to get to here is that in the efficiency playbook, I'm always talking about saving time, saving time, you know, becoming more free. But you have to be aware of the distinction of what should be a quality interaction with somebody versus what should be a quick, fast, efficient interaction with somebody. Those are not the same things. And it does make a difference to have quality. And let me get more specific. When I was a kid, we would go outside and we would play with each other. We would build forts and we would play tag and we would run around. And, you know, for, this is what we did. We didn't have computers. You know, I was a kid when Nintendo came out to give you some perspective of how old I am, but we played outside with our friends most of the time. What I'm seeing now is our kids are locked into their smartphones, in their iPads, in their computers, and this has become the new uh, social mean of interaction. Now, I'm not saying kids don't play, Obviously, they do. And there's some parents who are aware of this, making sure that their kids are having a, a normal um, social life growing up, interacting. But I think if we limit or have most of our social interactions to online, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, 
the, this is not real world. And I also know some stories of children who have been devastated, who had posted something online. They didn't get enough likes and it hurts their self-esteem. Some of them, as you read in the news, do terrible things to themselves. So there is something that has been lost through social media in terms of quality of relationship with other individuals. And another example that I can give you is fast food, right? We're all hungry and sometimes we just want to get a quick bite to eat. So if you look at something like McDonald's, McDonald's is not known for its quality of food. And there's lots of activists working against McDonald's because of the ingredients in the food. But that has not stopped or slowed McDonald's down at all. They're all over the world. The funny thing is when I go overseas and I see McDonald's, it's like my favorite restaurant for some reason. As soon as I come back to the United States, I don't go to McDonald's. I go when I'm overseas because it's something that I know and I can relate to and I want to taste American food. So the reason why I'm going through all this is to make you aware that there is a battle going on between convenience and quality. And right now, quality is losing when you look at the numbers. We're, we're degrading the quality of our life for the sake of convenience. And so in the efficiency playbook, there are definitely things that you should do just for the sake of efficiency, to be quick, to be fast, to be easy. But I definitely do not believe that convenience is greater than quality. Uh, when I talked about the spark, where I talked about speed is better than perfection, that is really a measure of convenience versus quality. And speed usually does beat perfection. So in, in so many things that I can think of, it's better to have a fast turnaround than a perfect turnaround. If you're able to produce and get that content, even you know for podcasting and whatnot, the ability to get it out quickly is super important. But at the same time, I don't want to put out content that is not meaningful or quality. So I have a list of topics that I have to go through and it's literally hundreds of items long, but I'll sit down and I'll outline, you know, exactly what I want to cover in each podcast. And I don't want to skimp on quality, but there's also this speed consideration. So this is this dynamic that you're always going to be struggling with, but the sake of freedom is to improve the quality of your life, not to make it faster, not to do things that are going to diminish your relationships with others, to give you more free time to so you can spend it in the way that you want. You know, if you have a family and kids or, you know, close friends or a loved one, that is what is real. That is what is quality, not getting likes on Instagram or Facebook. You shouldn't be measuring, and especially our kids should not be measuring their self-esteem based on the number of likes they get. That is not a relationship, but it happens all the time. There, there are some children who are more popular than others and therefore self-esteem can be damaged. So that's the thought I want to give. Uh, definitely be aware of quality versus convenience.